I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji at Sopolis. I have a dream. Honey, cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is that your fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Hello, and welcome to another edition of... The OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode 32, Kieran. The grand finale, um, thank God, says you. <laughs> Your man's favourite football Your podcast. Your man's favourite football podcast, <laughs> fucking hell. We haven't said that in a while. Where's the tropes gone? Your man's favourite football podcast. Shout out to Ben Casey's sister before we get going. Um, hope she's well. Kieran, another person who I hope as well is you. How are you getting on? Is that true, Adam? Is that true? That's my first question of the evening. Well, it depends on what, what you're looking for to be true. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, to be honest with you, Adam, I'm, I'm dying of heat stroke. Uh, to be perfectly honest. I'm, I'm being battered by hay fever, man. It's so grim. Tell you what I hate. Go on. A, a bit of a, a, an ache here. A heat <laughs> An ache uh, of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sleeping in this weather. Oh, God. I think we've said it before. Or lack thereof. I, I, I'm about to develop insomnia, Adam, in this weather. This how, is did, how did you and Gary sleep together in Italy with the heat? <laughs> Don't out me like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I, I was having a great day until you popped around and now I'm terrible. <laughs> now I'm grand. Um, I'm being absolutely torn asunder by the hay fever, though. Like, really badly. <laughs> in arrears. In arrears, mental and physical. Um, not financial, thankfully. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> that, I am. That as well. <laughs> um, I'm doing well, Kieran. Last week was a bit of a fucking whirlwind. Like, I mean, I covered three shells games, so it's the most I've done in one week. I'm firmly bollocksed. But I enjoyed every minute of it, like, as per usual. It was great crack. But other than that, grand, man, I, I, I'm... I don't want to say I'm disappointed it's our last episode because um, I suppose a little spoiler into the future. We have got two other episodes planned. This is our last proper episode of the season. I can't quite believe we're here already. Yeah, it it sort of flew in in the end. I think we were both leading very busy lives this year as opposed to the <laughs> la- like yeah. last year when we were doing it, we had a bit of time to work with, but this mm. time it, it's a bit different. It's fairly frantic yeah. and getting it out every week was... A bit of a, a, a test, not going to lie to you, um, mm. especially on time. I had trouble getting it on time every week, so um, yeah, it's good to finally get there, I suppose, and I'm hoping to really go on and improve into the next season and get more guests on, etc. Yeah, um, it's, that'd it, be lovely. It's one of those things, isn't it? Like In our first year, I feel like we took the podcast a bit more serious than what we do now. Like I remember saying to you one week, I think I spent like two hours preparing for a podcast and this was when I was working part-time and it was grand because you're working part-time Yeah, but full-time 
operations completely different as you know yourself and then doing the bit the bit of voluntary work I do with Shells as well so um, time has been of the essence and like we're sat here now like for anyone listening and this this isn't us going ah oh, poor us because we fucking love doing this like you know yeah. what I mean this is like if if I haven't seen you for a week this is us meeting up and it's, it's like a catch up for for most part it's 20 to, to 10 now on um, Tuesday evening and we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love it let's, let's face facts like we love we love hearing our own voice. I think that's one thing. I mean, we like um, <laughs> speak for yourself. Yeah, no, 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 no. Speak for you. I hate my voice no, no, after no, forty nine weeks of editing. Um, yeah, very fair. <laughs> um, this week's episode is probably going to be one of our shorter episodes, um, purely because there was fuck all football on the weekend. But of the football that was on the past few days, um, obviously the big one was Champions League. Um, and we will discuss that in depth I suppose or to an extent in depth but I suppose Kieran I want to start off with the Europa Conference League that took place last week the Europa Conference League West Ham 2 Fiorentina 1 Moisey has a trophy after however many years of management um, and a pretty beautiful moment I have to say yeah and Adam to be honest with you I thought it was the best of the finals um, yeah. in terms of just general entertainment maybe not quality but general entertainment this was the best game of football um, I think we've watched. Uh, whether When you put the FA Cup, Europa League, Champions League together, I think Europa Conference League uh, stood its ground this, this year. And uh, what a goal to win it, Adam, um, in the 87-minute chair, Bowen. Bowen's on fire. Addy shagging Danny Dyer. <laughs> Imagine being Danny Dyer, like the Danny Dyer, like of EastEnders fame or of Geezer fame. Um like massive West Ham fan and then his daughter is going out with I think Jared Bowen and that's just a song blasted out everywhere it's fucking it's kind of ironic isn't it like you follow West Ham for years they win some and then they're just thinking about your daughter but um, yeah man it was a great goal to win it wasn't it it was a great ball by Paqueta and this was something I think we talked about after the Champions League final on on Friday or she's Friday on Saturday evening was the depth of players going to Teams like West Ham, Aston Villa, like it's 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 harder for teams almost to get that player before they they get that next level. And I think Gramarez at Newcastle is a good example of it. But I think Paqueta at West Ham is a great example. Of it. You know, West Ham done really well last season getting to the Europa League. I think semi final they lost to Eintracht, didn't they? And Eintracht go on to win it. Yeah. Obviously, Paqueta wasn't there. They bring in Paqueta this season, and they win the Europa Conference League. So I I don't think that's no. Um, I don't think that's by luck I think that's by pure quality yeah it was it, of the three European finals it was definitely the highest quality I think both teams were you know two teams that obviously clearly wanted to win I'm not saying the other four teams that contested the other two European finals didn't but you can definitely see in the in the Roma Sevilla one for example Roma were content to shut up shop you know buy at their time get into penalties obviously it didn't it didn't work out for them in the end and I think the final on Saturday between Inter and uh, Man City was kind of the same where you know Inter realistically speaking were never going to take Man City on man for man and beat them um, by outplaying them they were going to beat them by being shithouses being you know dogged and kind of seeing the game out so it was, I thought it was refreshing to see West Ham and Fiorentina just both go for mm. you know Fiorentina had lost the final to Inter Milan the week before um, in I think it was like the equivalent of the FA Cup in Italy, obviously, and yeah, I thought I thought it was a quite refreshing game, and 
I think any European trophy, to an extent, is big. I was delighted for West Ham when they won. I was delighted for Lewis Bourne as well. It was his birthday yesterday as well. <laughs> Lewis, our West Ham correspondent for the season. Remember he came on to chat about West Ham. I, I think it was very refreshing as well to see two sets of supporters that were just proper hungry mm. for proper star for a trophy. Like you could see when West Ham scored, they completely over celebrated the first goal, um, in my opinion, and lost concentration for the what was the Fiorentina goal, yeah. which they eventually scored a few minutes later. Um, and I remember watching it and saying they're they're after fucking over celebrating there, they're gonna lose concentration and lo and behold they did. And Fiorentina in my opinion did the same mm. uh, with their fans. It was so, Ben Ram a penalty, wasn't it? That was that was what got West Ham one and up and like <clears throat> I, I've always said it and I, I'm waiting for it to happen um, in a Shells game while I'm on commentary but you're always most vulnerable when you've just scored mm. and for that pure reason like concentration's down you're on, you're on a, a like a mental high and you're just vulnerable you're susceptible to to a goal then and it's happened before and it happened there um, it was a great goal by Fiorentina to equalise as well and then obviously West Ham go and win it in the end um, yeah Really happy first time. Um, and it was a good, good European final. As far as European finals go, it was quite good. We move on now, Kieran, to the main event. The creme de la creme of European football. We found ourselves in the back page of Facebook, Kieran, which felt like the Italian quarter of Dublin for some reason. <laughs> Every Italian in Finsbury was was in the back page watching the match. Probably because there was pizza there, Adam. I don't need the like, to oh, you can't be You can't say that. Why can't I say it? You can't say that. It's lovely food. It is. It's cultural it is. appropriation, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's the problem. Um, and I felt kind of uh, bad to a degree because I had an Inter Milan jersey on. And like as much as I did want Man City to win, I didn't really care if Inter won. Like I, I wanted Inter to win, but not as much as what a genuine Inter fan would. So I was walking around with <laughs> an Inter Milan jersey and there was an Italian fella beside us who, God help him, God bless him, he was in tears by the end of the game. And I wasn't far off of myself. 1-0, Manchester <laughs> City. Rodri with the goal. Rodri was a potential name of this episode, by the way. But Rodri with the goal. <sighs> Bloody hell, Man City have done it. Treble. Yeah. And I I think, listen, people were going into this. There was all sorts of uh, predictions going into this game. This is going to be a drubbing. City are going to win 4 or 5 nil. Yeah. And uh, I think we both said it would be closer than people think. And, yeah. and it ended up being a 1-0 margin in the end but listen it was very easy to say City were going to just wipe the floor with Inter but they put them on to, uh, put it up to them for a good 60-65 minutes and to be honest with you they, they kept them out quite well to the point where they didn't have many chances on goal like clear cut chances Yeah, like I think Haaland might have had one in the first half where he, he could have done maybe a little bit I better. don't know and I saved it with his hand yeah, yeah he was a wall all night mm. Um, but yeah I think they did really well Inter to just keep keep Man City out for 60, 65 minutes. And then, obviously, the Rodri goal comes. It's a cracking goal as well, let's be real. Yeah. Um, good play down the right-hand side by Man City, and it finds its way to Rodri. And you could see it coming out to him, and I think everyone in in the back page knew this was going in. And long behold, it did. But I, I think you're right. I think a lot of people were quick to say, look at Manchester City, 4-0, 5-0. And don't, don't get it wrong, I, I don't think Inter Milan are her great side by any stretch of imagination they're a side who are I think currently like 900 million in debt or in debt or whatever the word is so they're struggling financially 
so a lot of the players are at the club. I know Barella put up a post on Instagram saying, you know, thanks for your memories and all this. So I don't know if he's heading, but he would be one of the big players going, you'd imagine, for a big fee. It was a cagey game, wasn't it? I don't think there was a lot between it. There was a lot between them, which is surprising considering everyone predicted, you know, Man City to fucking run away with it. It's it, always the case with finals. Though. Yeah. So much on the line. There's never going to be <clears throat> fucking 6 or 7 nil. It's about where he is. Yeah, and it was just a cagey affair. You know, I think Inter, as you said yourself, they did really well to keep the score down. And to be honest with you, man, Inter had the better chances. Yeah, they did. I think especially um, that Lukaku one. Oh, fucking hell. The very end of the game, Adam. Jesus, wept, man. Uh, it comes across... I, I, I can't, I'm still in disbelief. <laughs> He's about three yards out. Fucking hell. In the little box. Jesus wept. And uh, hits it straight at Emerson. It's it's criminal. <laughs> it's criminal. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was sat there, I think, in the back page for about like 15 minutes after that call happened. And you, you, you'll you testify where my head was in my hands. I was like, how the fuck's he missed that? <laughs> he kept going on about it as well. I was so frustrated by it. It was, yeah, it was really poor. And then DeMarco has a chance as well, which Lukaku blocks. And if you're... Uh, it hits off the bar, doesn't it? It loops over Emerson, hits off the bar. That, yeah, so that was, that was the first one, wasn't it? It hits the bar and then it comes back and he goes for a second by the cherry and Lukaku's just standing right in front of him. <laughs> and you're saying to yourself, for the love of fucking God, will you move out of the way? Um, and then there was a chance, wasn't there? A Kanji passed the back and I think he thought Ederson was coming to get it and... Lautaro Martinez nips in and he should have squared it to Lukaku he's again a frustrating player such think. a frustrating moment in the game for mm. I suppose a fan of football <laughs> <laughs> uh, rather than a fan of uh, Inter Milan but Inter had all the better chances there's actually a cartoon I'm looking at right now the only kind of chances that City had concrete ones were the goal from Modri and I think Phil Foden Gets through the Inter Milan defence at one point. Just waltzes through. And Onana was there to save it. So I suppose on the balance of play, Man City deserved it. But I think Inter Milan overall are probably going, how the fuck did we not get a goal here? Yeah, or at least bring it to extra time, Penos. Because they, they had a really good performance. I think their performance probably deserved more. Yeah, to be fair to Lukaku, um, he's getting a lot of slander on social media and... To be honest with you, he probably deserves it for the most part because he's a backstabbing snake motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, I think he did cause problems he when did. he came on for Jekko. He definitely did. And Jekko looked fairly leggy. What did you think of Jekko's performance? I thought he was really poor. Yeah. Really, really poor, I think. In games like this, so, look, at letting people in on a secret here. We actually have the match on YouTube here from Saturday Night playing now. And the amount of times where Dzeko's not pressing the ball or kind of adding anything to the game, it's it's frustrating to watch because you know the ability that Dzeko has in and around the box. And to be fair, he usually puts up great numbers pressing and his pass and his distribution is really quite good. But it's it was one of those performances where I think Lukaku would have caused a bit of havoc. I mean, you might have you wouldn't have gotten ninety minutes out of him. I don't think. But you definitely have gotten, I'd say, 75 solid minutes and then throw Dzeko on and, and hope something falls from him or whatever. But it was just one of them from Dzeko. I just didn't think... I, I, I'm not going to say he was overtly poor. He just didn't add anything to the game. A word on John Stones, Adam. How impressive was he on the night? Ah, player. Great player. Brilliant, yeah. Really, really good. 
Um, I thought he broke everything up very, very well. He did. And th- this new position that he's playing in is... It's like a renaissance, you know what I mean, <laughs> for his career. And look, John Stones isn't a bad player by any stretch of imagination. I think he's definitely England's best centre defender. But when he goes to play for England now, does he play in this kind of double defensive pivot in midfield? Or does Gareth say, okay, simply have him as, as a, one of the back three? Because you're kind of unlocking a new position for him there. That's what Guardiola essentially he's done. He's playing a new position. And I don't know if... He's better there or better at centre half, but but this position is like like I said about Jacob being crowded out. That's essentially because there was three Man City defenders and then there was two defensive midfielders in front of him. So any chance that Inter got the counter, he was just crowded out. He couldn't find a pass. They couldn't find space to to get into. And I think John Stones is a fabulous footballer. I've said it before. Mm. I think he's. He's, this is definitely the best career. This is definitely the best year of his career, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think there was clips of Guardiola about ten years ago when he first came to see, um, in twenty thirteen. It doesn't feel like that long ago, does it? Is it? I think it's. I think it's seven years. I don't think it's ten. Uh, twenty sixteen, maybe. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it it doesn't feel like that long since Guardiola came. But um, there's clips of him coming out and saying that. John Stones is up there with City's most technically gifted players. Yeah, and, and it, people people after him. Isn't that proven right now? That's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think him and, and Rodri were just sensational. And I, I think they won City the game in the end. Uh, De Bruyne went off after 30 minutes, was it? With a hamstring? Yeah, so De Bruyne goes off another European final for him that he's, hasn't impacted. And I've seen people say stuff like he's overrated, etc., which is just baloney. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Phil Foden comes over him after an injury for De Bruyne. But just to touch on your point about Guardiola really quick, I think the world we live in with football now is fucking hilarious. So Guardiola, one of the most world-renowned managers, best managers to ever manage in the game, saying something like, John Stones is a very good, technically gifted player, and everyone laughs at him. If you went to a doctor's and your ankle was falling off, and the doctor said, yeah, that's going to require surgery, you wouldn't laugh at him. You'd go, you know what you're talking about, let's go and get surgery. So why are we so quick to laugh at a fucking genius like Pep Guardiola? I suppose people seen that as a positive spin on a player that was struggling. Yeah, you know, and that, that tends to be the case. Like even yeah. it's such a reactionary game, though, isn't it? Yeah, that we that we like watch. Your man sneezing again. Jesus Christ, man, relax. Um, <laughs> that sounded like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a duck sneezing? <laughs> what does a duck sneezing sound like? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but I, I just find it funny. I just find it funny when we're so quick to laugh at stuff like that when it, it's quite factually true, and. To be honest with you, in the second half of the season, Man City needed something different. And putting Jones into or Jones, Jesus Christ, <laughs> putting Stones into midfield has worked a tree. And yeah. you know what? In, in in a weird way, I'm happy for him because I I I, I probably slandered him a lot as well last season and in general. But he's he's turned out to be a fabulous player and definitely one of the best players in the Premier League. I think. Yeah, I, I don't think that's. I concur with that statement. Do you think City can go and defend it next year then? It's a tough one, isn't it? I'd like to think not. I'd like to think... I was going to say Liverpool, but Liverpool aren't even in it. Jesus Christ. Um, I'd like to think there's a team out there that can take them down. And Like you look at... I think I predicted... I think we. I predicted Saturday season Bayern Munich to win it. Mm. And you look at Bayern's squad in general, it's quite good, but Mane hasn't quite clicked. Pavard wants out. You know, Gnabry, as good as he is, he's not 
that great. You know what I mean? They've lost Lewandowski. So they need players. Barcelona, you know, again, are they that great? I don't know. Real Madrid are probably the one hope we have and they're bringing in Bellingham and potentially Mbappe all this summer. So it's, it's look, it's, it's really dependent on other teams because I don't see City slowing down. Mm. But look, they've struggled so hard to win one and now they have it. So I don't think next year, I'm not going to say it won't be a priority because it will. They have a squad so big that they can prioritise everything. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I'd like to think they won't. And I don't mean that as a dig City either. I just like I like a bit of variety as a spice of life. So I, I, like, <laughs> I, like, I like a bit of variety in my Champions League winners, you know. Is football dead, girl? <laughs> is football dead? I'm being is, serious. Is football dead, Adam? Because that, that was a lot. That was... <laughs> Like a lot of conversation online over the weekend when I, we won. Because when City were first taken over, it was, well, they're never going to win the Champions League. And when they do, well, that'd be the death of football. Yeah. So here we are, June 10th, 2023. Is that the death of football? Um, I'd like to think it isn't. Um, I think it's a fairly morbid way of looking at things. It is. Uh, I, I, I do believe this City team is driven by the way that it's run as well, as opposed to the money that's put pumped into it. The money helps things, of course. I would like I would like to say there will be new eras as opposed to the City era forever. It's going to be awfully tough and maybe this is where this football dead argument comes into things because it's it gets to a point where you're like, who's going to stop this train? To quote Walter White, who's going to stop the train Adam, of Man City? Uh, because they have all unlimited resources, unlimited funding. They can dig into the transfer w- window whatever they want without consequences. So oh. this is it. Um, I, it's hard to know how they'll level the playing field, especially with a manager like Pep Guardiola at the helm, who's an absolute genius. Who's going to stop them? And is football dead, as you said? I don't... I Look at... I like... To think of this as kind of like a rebirth of some sort, you know. Look, we've it's like the ending of a film that you don't want to happen, and it's happened, and it's like, oh, well, that's happened, <laughs> but we move on. Like, it, like life, life moves so quickly, you know what I mean? And yeah. look, at there's still these charges hanging over them. Was a hundred and fifteen charges, and you'd like to think something will come of that. And again, look at. There's a lot of loyal Manchester City fans out there, and for them, I'm fucking buzzing for them because they've they've seen Man City in the bleeding doldrums of the Championship or whatever, and like they've seen them promote to the Premier League, and then they've seen them move to the Etihad and stuff. Mm. Like for them, people, I'm fucking buzzing for them. Like all those, you know, diehards. This is what they deserve. This is their moment, and they wouldn't change it for a second either. And I don't blame them either. That's that's I don't blame them. But it's gonna be interesting to see what comes of this in the sense of you know do they get charged. You know, and if they get charged, what happens? But it's it's fairly grim because if they go well, Newcastle are Newcastle are then what Man City are, yeah. and Newcastle are on a quicker train than what Manchester City were when they were taking over because Newcastle are already in the Champions League. You know, Man City were a couple of years before they got to the Champions League. So it, I think I think it comes to a point where that's be caps on transfers and caps on wages and stuff like that because. If you don't, it's just going to become worse in terms of money, in terms of you know the showcase and the emotion and the quality of of the of the game. That's not going to change because these footballers are great. You know what I mean? They're managed by great managers, 
Um, I think a level playing field would be lovely, but well, how how do you do that? Yeah, well, you know, how do you I, do I that? think the transfer caps is a good idea. Um, well, I, I think with emphasis on on promoting youth players and sort the pro- of the problem with it through. is it'll ruffle too much feather feathers, yeah. and it will too many people will be pissed off and they want the the money won't be in the game and, and unfortunately money is the root of everything and yeah. this this is what we're in and. Well, they've done it in the F1 the last year. Mm. They've put a cap on how much money can be pumped into the guitar. Or the guitar, sorry, the car. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton, lo and behold, doesn't win it this year. So yeah. they, I think it can be done, but it's whether corruption prevails, <laughs> I suppose. But um, yeah, I like to think the narrative switch from is football is dead to... Who was gonna stop these fuckers? You know, <laughs> who was gonna stop these this Man City team winning? That's the narrative now. Well, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting when Guardiola leaves because I've seen rumours of you know now that he's gone, now that he's won the Champions League, he's essentially done what he was he was brought to the club for. So does he leave? Do you know? Does he leave? And I would hazard a guess and say after two years. I think if he's getting paid enough money, he's not leaving this club. And if he's still winning, he's not going to live. Well, Do you know, he probably loves winning. He no, loves the, the feeling of winning. So why would he, as a manager, who give wants it up to win, give up? Yeah, mm. or go to a different challenge? You know. But that's, I suppose, Champions League. Huh? That's the Champions for League for another Adam. season. Um, we're going to do a bit of a Champions League awards now. Um, Obviously, the people who win these things do not retrieve anything. Um, <laughs> just a pat on the back, Adam. Yeah, just a pat on the back from two lads who watch football and, you know, do very little with their life. <laughs> um, we'll start off here on with Player of the Awfully Tournament. Awfully hard on ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> Player of the Tournament. Player of the Tournament. Um, for the sheer fact of he's been unbelievable this season, we picked him last year in the Premier League team of the season, but I, I, I think Rodri for me yeah. is the guy um, player of the tournament in terms of the Champions League you know you could argue Haaland in the Premier League and De Bruyne and stuff um, but showing up in the final of this competition and being so consistent throughout the year I think he deserves his uh, his flowers Adam as you put it so yeah. greatly last week I can't look forward to Rodri myself yeah. I think Rodri's definitely the the player of the tournament um, your young player of the tournament girl. Kvitschke, Favara, Scalia, for me. Um, Favara, Donna, still love him here. Close between him and Raphael Leo, because I think Raphael Leo was very Quite good. Quite young, Vinicius. Yeah. Well. Um, Probably Vinicius, to be fair. But I, I think a breakout year, especially the first six months in the group stages, Kvara, Scalia lit it up, and he had all eyes on him. We, I think we both thought Napoli were going to go quite far. Apart from you, who fucking said Frankfurt were going to beat them in the last 16. But they lost in the quarter final. No, I know, I know. But the point being is, you had money on Napoli to win. Right. However, um, when I saw the draw, I wanted to name the episode thirty-two the Kavicha Kvarat Skelly, and I waited all season for the final, hoping that <laughs> Napoli would win it, and then we would bang on fuse and stuff because everyone would be looking up Kvarat Skelly. Obviously, it didn't happen. But yeah, what a player! Just a cracking player, and I, I hope, I hope to God, I hope he stays in, in Naples. I, I hope, hope he, he stays on Adam. Yeah, I hope he kicks on, but I hope he stays in Napoli for another season. I hope Napoli invest and bring in some good players, and obviously they're getting a new manager. And I hope he just does the same thing again next year. Um, your goal of the tournament, Kieran? Goal of the tournament. 
I'm going to give it to Vinicius's goal in the Bernabeu for second leg or first leg versus Man City, um, where he just absolutely smashed yeah. the top bins. I was thinking of this goal on the way back from the drawing range, and the game. Like I'm gonna, the next question I'm gonna ask you is game of the tournament, right? And a little spoiler: the game of the tournament for me was Real Madrid five, Liverpool two at Anfield. I think that's the best game of the Champions League. Um, just in terms of sheer drama and you know shock to an extent, um, but you could have picked any of Real Madrid's goals in that game. But I can't do these awards without giving Liverpool players something, so I'm going to give it to Nunes's Black Hill <sighs> against Real Madrid. <laughs> it was a great goal. Yeah, it was, it was a great, great goal. goal in fairness, meant fuck all, <laughs> meant fuck all, man. And at the moment, at the at the time it went in, it was two 0 I was sat here going, "Fuck, we're winning Champions League, we're winning it," and obviously we didn't. So it's uh, fairly grim, but. <laughs> A good goal nonetheless from Nunes. Kieran, your game of the tournament? Game of the tournament. I think my favourite moment of the season for a Chelsea fan perspective was the 2-0 at home to Dortmund and right. Graham Potter's first win. It was a brief happiness before a morbid sadness kicked in at him. So I'm going to give it to that for me. And I suppose, Kieran, we'll rattle off our teams of the tournament real quick. Um, in goal for me, Onana. Most clean sheets for Inter and... I think he had a pretty good performance against Man City as well, all things considered. Most saves as well, Adam. Most saves. I've gone for uh, Onana as well. So I don't think there's any argument there. Um, back, what, what formation are you playing? I'm playing a 4 3 3. 4 3 3 as well, yeah. Yeah, so my back four Kyle Walker, Ruben Diaz, John Stones, and DeMarco of Inter Milan. Yeah, that's a great back four. Um, I've gone for Kyle Walker, uh, Bastoni of Inter Milan, Ruben Diaz, and Camavinga. Who I thought had a great campaign at left back. Yeah, good show. Playing out position as well, which is, is fucking it's quite it just shows his ability really. Um your midfield, Carol? Midfield I've gone for a midfield tree of John Stones, Kevin De Bruyne and Rodri. Yeah, I was who's it sorry, De Bruyne, Stones and Rodri, was that yours? Yeah. So I was doing this out and I looked at Dave said to me did you see my team for the, the team of the tournament? And I was like, no. And he just goes, Man City won to 11. You could, you could have gone with that. and yeah. no, we, couldn't, we wouldn't have batted an island. But I've gone for, as I said, a bit of spice, the variety of life. I've gone for Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne. And seeing as I put Stones in, in the fence, I'm going to go with uh, Zambo and Guisa of Napoli. Purely for his performance again against Liverpool in Napoli. Um, <laughs> I remember the group chat going off that night. It was like, this fella played for Fulham. And he's running Liverpool off the, off the pitch. Napoli, unfortunately for them, they had the league won when they did. And I think they completely took their foot off the gas. And I think they got, I'm not going to say arrogant, but I think they just got a bit short-sighted. And they knew the league was done. And they just fell off the ball, really. And I think that- that's ultimately why they didn't get to the final. That that can happen very easily as well. We've seen mm-hmm. it in the past with City um, when they played Chelsea in the twenty twenty one final. They had the league won a few weeks beforehand. Jeez, man, that was two years ago. Fucking yeah. hell! And I I think they learn for it this time um, to go ahead and win it. But I think when you're just first winning the Serie A like Napoli have for the first time in thirty years or whatever, it's probably a bit harder to deal with that sort of off time and not being focused, not being concentrated on the games. Your front three, Carl? Front three, I've gone for Vinicius Jr. Um, I've picked Varskelly out of position. Why not? Um, and I've gone for Erling Haaland up front. 
So I've gone for the exact same. Really? Yeah. Vinicius Haaland and Kavara Skelly. Wowzers. Yeah. And we this wasn't pre-planned, Adam. We didn't even... No, no, we, we didn't even discuss this. Yeah, so... Um, Look, I don't think he can look further than those three, to be fair. I was looking at stats earlier, and funny enough, the highest-rated winger of the tournament um, is a small Argentinian man who won the World Cup, Carolyn. Leo Messi. Really? Yeah. What do you mean highest-rated? Highest, rated? highest um, average rating. High, highest average match rating in the Champions League was Leo Messi, according to Footmap. It's a pity he has fucking mugs for teammates, isn't it? Mm, it is. Um, I suppose, speaking about Messi, Carol, good segue by me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> nice to compliment yourself yeah. <laughs> self praise is no praise I know um, a bit of a goat move from him going to the MLS instead of the Saudi Pro League yeah well I mean Miami into Miami Adam Man. a place that speaks Spanish perfect for him in terms of cultural integration um, Will Smith of course sang Miami great tune do you want me to sing it if you want yeah uh, I don't know how to sing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah look at Camille I'm delighted for Messi to go there it would have left a sour taste if he went to, to Saudi or Qatar or whatever Mbappe is Mbappe yeah Jesus Christ thank you yeah. Mbappe is the big one now he wants out of his PSG contract Um, funny enough the two teams linked with him are Real Madrid and Chelsea <laughs> and I would not be surprised to see him in a Chelsea jersey I take him. <laughs> ah, yeah, you would, yeah. <laughs> Fucking naturally enough, you would. <laughs> Jesus wept. Um, he's gone to Real Madrid. The PSG front line has fallen apart, essentially. Like, in front of our eyes, Messi gone to into Miami. I wouldn't be surprised if Neymar again found himself in the Saudi Pro League. And then Mbappe to what looks to be Real Madrid. Talks of Wilfred Zaha going to PSG. I mean, it's a definite yeah. downgrade, let's say. What is wrong with PSG's identity that they can't build a team that wins the Champions League, do you think? Is it is it purely based on the fact that there's egos there or is it just it's just a team going through the motions? What what do you think the problem I, is? I think with Messi, Neymar and Mbappe, that was the case. And I think the relationship between the PSG fan base and Messi, for example, like Messi was built off the pitch during the night when they won the league. It's 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 rotten. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not um it's not right for a team to be winning like a Champions League, for example. Like you look at Manchester City um and their fans, they're so tightly knit together, like they, they feel everything together. Um I think there's a divide, really. I, I think there's a divide between, you know, what the fans want and what the owners want. Mm. Um look at PSG are a very profitable club, you know, the, the deal with Jordan, etc. There's there's a lot of money there and obviously they have very rich owners as well. I just don't think they have the minerals. Yeah, they don't have the the mentality to win. I think that's it. And Germany signed Donnarumma, Messi. This was like one of our first podcasts. Donnarumma, Messi, um, Ramos, and Vinaldum, all in the one summer, and everyone was going. They're fucking winning the lot. Yeah. And then they, I don't even think they won the league that year. <laughs> I think Lil won the league that year. That was last year, wasn't it? Lil won the league. Like it's just mad. It's just too many, it's too many big heads. And like they barely won the league this season as well. Lens were up there, weren't they? Lons, Lons, Lons. Were two points off. The, the last. It's fucking mental. Like do you know, Kieran, that's our our European football chapo. It looks like. Yeah, that's everything ticked off. 
which only leaves us with one more thing, which is, of course, uh, actually, hold on, we have to share with the people's fucking um, teams of the seasons real quick for the Champions League. Dave says Manchester City 11. Um, Woodrow says Mainan, Kim, Diaz, Rudiger, Rodri, Valverde, Vinicius Jr., KDB, Cavaradona, Haaland, Martinez. I think it's about 14 players. So, Jesus Christ, what's will you pick one? Um, ben Casey says Onana, Walker, Stones, Alaba, Camavinga, Rodri, DeMarco, De Bruyne, Martinez, Haaland, and Vinicius Jr. Um, Ian says Courtois, Stones, Akanji, Acerbi, De Bruyne, Barella, Rodri, Gundogan, Silva, Haaland, and Vinicius. <laughs> Lewis goes West Ham only undefeated team in the Europa <laughs> Conference League bash um, and Ulton says Courtois DeMarco Diaz Bastoni Stones Kvaret Skelly Bernardo Silva Rodri De Bruyne Vinicius Junior and Haaland I think it's fair to say our favourite shout there is probably Lewis for show with West Ham get it out shout out to Alberto Moreno yeah. as always the Villarreal legend Ex Liverpool legend. I miss Alberto. Um, thanks to everyone who's polished throughout the year for getting involved because there's weeks in the Premier League where like Manchester City win, <laughs> Liverpool do shite, Chelsea lose, and it's like it, it it can be it can be quite sequential in a way. I think it can it, it's even worse when everyone wins. Yeah, yeah, it can be, it can be. Yeah. So get it out usually is our favourite. Segment of the week because we don't know what's coming for the most part, and it, it always fills us with joy. We'll start off, Carol, with Jamie Boland, who says, Stand out, get it out question of the season. I think very early on in the season, there was a <laughs> I know which animal would you throw <laughs> over the crossbar question, <laughs> and I think that that was definitely one of them. Um, I think there was another one about. Do that you, was Jer's question as well, I think, wasn't it? Jer or Woody, was it Jer? I yeah. think it was Jer that said it. Uh, eat or drink soup is another one. Yeah. That I love. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so many, so many. There is so it. many. There's, there's, one, there's a lot of questions that are asked as well, by the way, that we we can't, like, put in. So, like, I, I don't want to get into the reasons why, but... It's too explicit, Adam. Explicit, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. essentially yeah. it. Um... Your favourite question of the year. I think there was a question. Your ideal sandwich or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, something ridiculous. Like, we, th- th- one of the reasons why I love this part of the podcast is, like, we take it so seriously. <laughs> but it's, like, not meant to be taken seriously. It's, like, stupid shit. Um, favourite get it out question of the year. I really enjoyed Trent versus Reese James just purely because Kieran was really angry. <laughs> and, again, for those, for those who listen... Like you can't obviously see Kieran's anger. I can see it firsthand. And yeah, he was quite angry after so it stuff like that makes me giggle. It makes me angry at him. Big Sam, uh favourite takeaway as well. Oh Jesus Christ. Um Jack Ryan says one player off Man City, Arsenal, Man United, you think would be good on a session, pick one from each team. Wow. Um Arsenal. Arsenal I'd say you know Ramsdale's a bit of a, a tosser but I wouldn't go out with him now to be honest with you mm. who like would you go out with um, hmm you know what I'd love to actually have a point with Shaka because I hate him so much um, as as a as a player and as a person 
that I'd love to go on a session room and see if my opinion changes on him. I think I'd like to go out with Martinelli. Martinelli? Yeah, because he'd probably end up in Dices or something. <laughs> Manchester City. Who would you like to go out for Manchester City? Grealish, obviously. Ah, oh, stop it, will you? <laughs> Pick someone else. He seems like a good, a good crack on the session. I'm going to say Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz. For the same reasons, Martinelli. <laughs> <laughs> and then Manchester United. Who would be good on a session from Manchester United? Harry Maguire, I would say, is good crack. Harry Maguire, but he did he not get in a scrap in like Turkey or Greece or something not too long ago and he got in trouble for it? I'd like to see what he's like on the session. Would you want to see him get in a scrap? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Lisandro Martinez. I'd say he's a bit of a character after a few gargles. A bit like Harry Maguire in the sense. Like I'd say he's a bit of a hothead. Ben Casey says, CM Punk return on Saturday night. Is he the go? No. No, I don't think he's the go. Many John, things. John Cena. Nah, Stone Cold Steve Austin all day. Shout out to Ben Casey's sister as well, by the way. Um, last shout out of the season. Last shout out of the season, sadly. Yeah, Jesus wept. <laughs> Craig says, who wins in a fight, Kieran or Rory? You're more of a lover than a fight, Kieran. I'd say Rory beat the shit out of you. <laughs> nice. Cheers for the Morris Ford. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah. Rory says, what was that song that played in the back page, Kieran? This has been something that's been rattling in my head I since... D- Last night, because you told me for some reason. Um, I've lost sleep over this, girl. Yeah, I don't know what it is, Adam. It's a 60s, uh, I would say 60s soul artist. Right. Similar to Marvin Gaye, that ilk. Right, okay. But um, we're, we're struggling to know we are struggling who to it know. is. Did we sing it? I think we, we knew what it was. Okay. But we didn't know what song, like where it was from. It's definitely in a few films. It's definitely in like Guardians of the Galaxy or something. But right. I am fucking... Was I hooked on a film? No, it wasn't. No. No, too easy. Too easy, yeah. But, uh, Fuck. if anyone can tell us what it is, it'd be great. Ian says, one piece of advice you would give Lukaku before the final if you could go back in time. Get out of the way. Get out of the fucking way <laughs> would be one of it. Um, I'd probably say, like, when Lukaku came on, he looked to have, like, a white shirt on under his jersey. So that, to me, tells me that he thought he was going to score. Because he was going to reveal something on his short. Which he got close multiple times. He got close it? multiple times. Um, but I'd probably say not to be as arrogant as that. Right. Because it comes back to Boychuk. Do you know what I mean? The banker gets you. Um, I'd say I'd say don't come back to Chelsea. That's what I'd tell him. <laughs> I think he'll be back at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian says, favourite Megan the Stallion song. <laughs> very, very coincidental. Uh, these two questions are back to back. I I don't know any Megan the Stallion songs, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Savage. I don't have one, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I'm going I'm gonna change the question around. And I'm gonna say, Kieran, your favourite Harry Styles song. Um Considering what? he was playing and slain the weekend. Or as the the uh, horn spell it slay slay with an s l a y why 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 any it's actually it's actually good wordplay let's be honest yeah uh, although when you see it twenty times it isn't um but we'll go with sign of the times because I think it's understated Jesus wept me are you yeah. okay no do you want a hug no I'm not okay though I'm not okay what about uh, you Adam um I really. Like it's just now. This is purely just because I've seen videos of it from Slane or Slay and um, <laughs> Satellite. Man, have you ever heard the song Satellite? Satellite, no. It's a really good song. Right, I'll play it for you in a minute. 
um, when when the podcast goes off here. Um, Alton says, oh, Jesus, wept. All right, here we go. If the top 10 European leagues were stores, Ikea, Tesco, Woody's, etc., what would they be and why? Right, so this is one question that we um, prepared for purely because um, <laughs> we would not have been able to rattle these off. Um, otherwise... When I say we prepare, like, I don't know Kieran's answers, he doesn't know mine, but we both know. I didn't prepare answers. Adam, to be honest. No, you did, Kieran, don't lie to me. Um, so, we have European leagues written down, but to be honest with you, um, I, I don't know the top 10 European leagues. I know League of Us is probably one of them. We didn't use one, we didn't use the League of Us, um, which we probably should have, but we didn't. We've gone with the Premier League, Serie A, La Liga, Liga, Bundesliga, Eredivisie, Championship, MLS, Saudi Pro League, and the Al Gavaskin of Sweden. Um, I, I suppose we start there, Kieran. If the Swedish league was a shop, what shop would it be? IKEA. Not sure enough, Kieran. And why? Because it's Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> Is this all it's going to be? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't need to explain that. Yeah, like. True. Um, the Saudi Pro League, Kieran. Saudi Pro League, yeah. Well, um, Europe, but one of Europe's capital cities, the Saudi Arabia, uh, Ria. Is a, is a great great yeah. place. Uh, you can get a, an hour and a half running air flight over there. I heard, but um, Saudi Arabia for me is uh, modest Woody's DIY. Right. Uh, due to the amount of oil supplies you can purchase there, such as <laughs> oil-based paint and oil car oil and uh, door oil. But yeah, I'm obviously. sensing a team, Carl. A team. A trend amongst yeah. your picks. You're sensing a trend. Mm. What makes you think that now? <laughs> <laughs> I've gone with Weatherspoons. Weatherspoons. Purely because it's an establishment that is ruining everything we love. <laughs> um, and it's taken away in this in this particular example, um, all the footballers we now love and making them play in a league worth massive amounts of money, um, especially considering how you know, my Benzema man is on two hundred million a year. <laughs> what the fuck? Like? You wouldn't say no. You no, wouldn't you wouldn't say, say no. no. Um, not that we're in a position to say yes, but you wouldn't say no. <laughs> um, Although I would say yes in a heartbeat. <laughs> Hire me, Saudi. Uh, the MLS crown. <laughs> the MLS, Adam. Uh, I've gone with Disney on Grafton Street because it rages of uh, capitalism or reeks of capitalism, rather. I've gone with Starbucks. Starbucks. Oh, that's very American as well. Yeah. So when I think of America and I think of like American kind of establishments, I think of Starbucks. It's the first one that comes to my mind. Um, it's very Americana. And I, I don't know if you remember when we were in Amsterdam. The, we went to Starbucks right beside the hotel and we were greeted by two staff members who were too happy to be alive, I think. Um <laughs> Being alive I've never <laughs> I've never seen two people more happy to be at work in my life. Yeah, they were very um, annoying. They were very overbearing, but I think um not to say Americans are overbearing, I'm not saying that, but very American in their in their Well ways. they are Adam. Yeah. Uh, thanks, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um but you know what I mean, in their service. Yeah. I thought it was very uh it was a bit much, let's say. Yeah. And I think the MLS to an extent is a bit much. The championship curl. The championship, I've gone, EFL. I've gone for Fagan's off license in Fisber, right. uh, purely because it's it's <laughs> it's a nice place to get drink, and also it, it has a bit of character. It's a bit old fashioned, a bit of character about it. 
Nice. Um, but it's nice and affordable as well, which I think what the championship is affordable and has a lot of character. Very good, right? I've gone for super value for the exact same reason <laughs> because I think it's it's fucking value for money. I think you'd be doing well to not see like like the championship man, the championship playoffs is up there with Champions League knockout football in terms of drama and excitement. The moment on. up there, best football moment, moment in ever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The air divisie crown. The air divisie, divisie, uh, vape shop in Fisborough, Adam. <laughs> I've gone for the vape shop in Jervis. <laughs> um, for no no particular reason, Curran. No, they don't smoke at all. They over don't there. smoke at all over there. No, no. Um, the all. Bundesliga crown. Bundesliga, uh, Aldi, Adam. I think it's very <laughs> oh, straightforward. <laughs> I've gone for a shoe, purely because it looks like a German way of spelling shoe. Um, Liga. Liga. Uh, Guinness Storehouse, because you were telling me a story there <laughs> that you, up, you spoke French <laughs> in the Guinness Storehouse. So, Guinness Storehouse, because Adam um, speaks French now. Parlez-vous français? <laughs> je m'appelle Adam. Je m'appelle Adam. Um, incredible. Um, for Liga, Kieran, I've gone for size. Because it's um, full of posers. And oh my God. <laughs> and I think La Liga, for example, PSG, um, a team full of posers. The only example. <laughs> yeah. um, La Liga, Carol. La Liga. Uh, Pablo Cante. No right. reason. No reason. Um, I've gone for Arnott's. Arnott's? Why is Arnott's, that? because I think Barcelona and Real Madrid are two of the most expensive um, teams in the world and they I don't know where they get their finances from I don't know how they pay tax I, I don't want to know and I'm not saying Arnott's have anything to do with that either I, I love going to Arnott's um, but you'd want to have a few quid in your pocket to be shopping there yeah only every Christmas Brown Thomas is another example maybe yeah you need to treat yourself at Christmas going to Arnott's have a little you do. Arnott's is a great shop a little look-see around for yourself um, Sorry, Akron uh, Syria uh, De Fontaines Jesus Christ. No reason No reason I've gone for uh, Ann Summers Ann Summers Why is <laughs> that? Because uh, Serie A is full of Sexy Italian football And I believe Ann Summers is full of lingerie The largest lingerie section In, in Ireland As was said in Father Ted So you've gone for Sexy football uh, Comparison to Sexy lingerie Adam There you go Carol, yeah. yeah I love it um, The Premier League The Premier League Circle K Oh, uh, overpriced sometimes for the right reason <laughs> and sometimes for the wrong reason <laughs> I've gone for Nando's Nando's because essentially it's overpriced chicken but I love overpriced chicken wow I love it so you love the Premier League I love the Premier League I think it's an explosive marketplace where teams spend way above their weight and I think in this example that's the expensive chicken couple of more questions Kieran. another one from Ben Casey your favourite match of the year football slash wrestling football slash wrestling so football match that's your favourite year and then your favourite wrestling match of the year I think I'd go for the World Cup final as I did last year last week mm. uh, not to stay vanilla or whatever but it's, it's about how I feel mm. um, wrestling Adam I'm going to let you answer wrestling because I'm not two up to scratch on wrestling well I think your favourite wrestling match of the year would have been Snoop Dogg against The Miz right that's what I would have thought yours would have been <laughs> mine was Seamus of Cabra 
against Gunther and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, a fucking slobber knocker for all ages, girl. Right. Uh, Favourite football match? Look, I think I said Liverpool Man United last week, 7-0. But again, the World Cup final was, was probably the best game of football we're ever going to witness. I think I remember us saying... In terms of everything. I remember us saying before, uh, we're finished now with the World Cup podcast, we're not coming back. Yeah. And then we came back the next day and made a podcast. I think we so did that that night, man. Yeah, it was so good, man. I think after the match, we jumped on Zoom and did it. Mm. Um, Immediate reaction. So, Kieran, of course, we couldn't have Get It Out without questions from Get It Out's very own Gary Vav, who featured on Get It Out, Kieran, in the Milan special, for what it's worth. Um, oh, I thought you were going to read out a statistic about how many times he's featured on Get It Out. <laughs> Imagine, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've, I've no life, but that would, like, I have some life compared to him, that Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gary's first question this week is, any hay fever solutions? Holy fuck, man. Do you remember the text man on the way up to the airport before I got to Milan gave me some mad fucking hay fever solutions? Do you not remember that? No, I don't know. It was like turmeric in a cup with, with like mild water and okay. it does the job or something. I don't know. Have you tried it? I haven't tried it. Mm. I think I will do. We're going to move on to Gary's next question. He says, top three Champions League moments not involved in your club. So I suppose this is all time. Kieran, number three for you. And this is this is literally right off the top of our heads. I'm not going off my head, Adam. Number three, I'm going to go with Messi's masterclass at Wembley against Manchester United. Right. Number two, I'm going to go with number two, Inter Milan beating Bayern Munich in the Bernabeu 2010, I believe. And number, number one, my favourite Champions League moment, not involved in Liverpool, is John Terry's missed penalty in Moscow. It's like we're playing bowling and we've put down you know the barriers on each side of the lane no, so you can get a strike. No, I can't I can't think of stuff on the spot so this this be honest. This is the point of the segment, Carol. But this top, team top, top three top three, like that's fucking like fair enough, like favorite. I've just rattled three off there. Favourite apple juice is fine, but like fucking but that's, top that's three. Not, that's not the question, is it? Yeah, but the question isn't favourite apple juice, it's <laughs> the question is Alright, you know what? I'm gonna go with Stankovic's screamer as number three. <laughs> That's two uh, yeah. against Schalke in, in the San Siro. Yeah. Right? Okay, um, I'm gonna go with Napoli beating Liverpool this season, three uh, 0 in. Napoli it was four one, but however, four one. Yeah, if you're gonna get it, if you're gonna slate me, slate me correctly. <laughs> Adam, I just said I'm not good off the cuff, and you want me to be good off the cuff. So I'm gonna go with the four. You're just not answering the questions, mate. Um, and then number one, I'm gonna go with Rob's header involving uh, <laughs> Chelsea because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> Gary says, and this is his last two questions. Fucking hell, Gary. <laughs> if Ireland lose on Friday, should we forget about the Euros? Qualifying for the Euros? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Do you think it's time people got over it and start realising the likes of Grealish and Rice are actually decent lads and likeable characters? Absolutely not, is my answer. <laughs> to a certain extent, yeah, because they are good players. But I follow up what Adam said, and just to disagree with him, I said that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree. Absolutely not. Um, the last question of the series, Kieran, of Get It Out, Only Fans Football Podcast, 2022-2023. What is your moment of the season? And I suppose it's a very vague question. Jerry Hannon versus Frank McCourt, uh, recounting the famous, the famous debate that was, Adam, about Angela's Ashes on the Late Late Angela's Show, Ashes. 1999. What a time to be alive. 
in the presence of such such a figure as Pat Kenny, with, with all them people having an input, completely the opposite of, of, of what it is now. The audience don't have an input on the late show because it's all scripted. But um, I I thought I thought Patrick Kilty might make her on the next uh, <laughs> late late show host. What do you think of that? <laughs> I don't have an opinion. Um, I I I actually don't know who he is. <laughs> to be <honest> <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, this this was a legendary moment in the podcast this season, episode ten, the Jerry Hannon. <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to it, yeah, I I I still can't believe Jerry Hannon. Frank McCourt are getting airtime on this podcast. To be honest with you, it fucking breaks my heart. <laughs> uh, my moment of the season. You're Kieran. a liar, Kieran. My moment of the season. Do you know what? Honestly, I was going to say going to Milan to San Siro because I love the trip and Milan, I always want to go, yada, yada, yada. But it, it, honestly, it has to be the little trip to Lisbon we had. Wow. And it has, to, like, in particular, that Friday night going into Saturday morning because obviously Shells beat Bowes <laughs> on the Friday night 1-0. And I don't think I slept a wink. And obviously we were in the airport at all hours. And I remember sitting in the airport with yourself over a point and being like, Fucking hell, we're in for a good weekend. And obviously Lisbon was great crack with, with Caroline and Cottle. And the cocaine incident on <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, let's let's leave that there. Um but yeah, we've had we've had many great moments this season on the podcast. I loved actually when Lampard got sacked and everything and we just rehashed that argument. <laughs> that was fucking great. But yeah, look, it's been a great a great year for the podcast. It's been great for, you know, us personally i think we've really enjoyed it and i do think as far as the podcast goes i think we've gotten better in in many aspects i just want to say as well before we before we go off here in our, in our last record for the summer um we are approaching 100 podcasts we do plan on having something i want to say semi big for coming up but i do want to say as well thanks to everyone who who was involved in the podcast in any way shape or form this season going as far back to Aaron and, and Moran at the start of the season that's how long this this year has been for us Paddy Moran Lewis Bourne jumping on the podcast talking about Rebel. MMA Dara Rebel Gary Vav Dave my ma was on it the other week which is mad when you think about it Ian I'm probably forgetting somebody Carol Craig Ben Casey came Craig Ben Casey anyone who's who's appeared on the podcast in some audio way, shape, or form, we do greatly appreciate Daniel Canan. Da- yeah, which is fucking mad when you think about Jesus Christ. I don't even know if he listens to the show, but we jumped on, God help him. Yeah. Anyone who jumped on, you know, we've really enjoyed the podcast this year. And if we're forgetting anyone, we really apologize. We do. I'm trying yeah. to look at something real quick so we don't forget anybody. Yeah, anyone who's jumped on. Dan Lavin. Dan Lavin, fuck it, we can't forget about Dan. He was our first, he was our third guest of the season. Dan, he jumped on, jumped on for me when I was away. Look at anyone who's been involved, we appreciate it, appreciate it greatly. Um, we hope to get more people involved next year. And yeah, I suppose thanks for giving me, thanks for being an audience to me and carry on for the year. I know it's probably difficult at the best of times, but as I've said multiple occasions on this podcast, if if we put a smile on one person's face or if we made one person think you know, about the game that we all love, etc. That's our job done. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks a million to everyone for listening. And if people have a go at us for putting their people in wrong positions and stuff in the team of the season, yeah. that's our job as well, Adam, mm. to annoy people. That's, that's not really. Well, it's my job. It's your job. Yeah. Um, thanks very much, Adam. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, Kieran, to an extent. Yeah, I love you, man. 
We'll leave it there, so. We'll leave it there, so, baby.